Listen, I've been in this business long enough to know uh, I've been in this business so long that I remember when I first started, we did postcards. It was during the era of uh, just say no to drugs era. We would, we would mail out 1,500 postcards that would cut into the budget. <laughs> and out of the 1,500 postcards, if we got um, 50 shows, we did good. Because we were trying to get 50 to 52 shows. That's one show. It would average to one show per week. Um, if we got 52 shows out of it, that was a good marketing campaign. I even remember when trade ads were very uh, big because all of the trades... Um, so like, let's say I would do school shows and you had trade magazines, the trade magazines will go out to their mailing list of 2,500 people. You would get ads in the trade magazines. You would pay about $1,500 to $2,500. I remember paying $2,500 for a trade ad. Now in, in that particular trade ad, you would, I would charge about 1,800 to 2,500 a show. So you would just hope to get at least one show out of it. And after expenses, it paid for your trade ad and everything else is money. And then I remember when it was big brochures, you would use a big brochures. You would um, get a big colorful brochure. I had, I, I didn't have colorful brochures until about 96, 97, 98 around there. I would start with it. My, my first brochure was all black and white, but I had these big color brochures and we would do the color brochures and we would mail the color brochures out there and you would get shows back from there to all of the prospects. Then I evolved later in the middle, well, no, the early 2000s, I would do, I remember uh, renting out a TV studio and I would do, it was called the Magic and You TV show. We did a Magic, the Magic and You TV show. I show highlights of it every now and then on my uh, social media platforms um, where I do some throwbacks and I had the Magic and You TV show and I would actually um, do the Magic and You TV show and it, it, we, we did it sort of like a infomercial kind of thing. And I would, I would do my show, would do my school show and I would have the message in between. I, I ended up renting out a studio. I think at the time I, I paid like 3,500 initially. And then it ended up coming out to about 5,000. We were all done because with the editing and all this kind of stuff. And uh, we had the audio guy, he had a tweak and, and we had commercials that went with it. And we would send these, uh, these VHS tapes and then it turned into DVDs out to uh, to prospects and get our jobs, uh, get our uh, gigs that way. Then we end up evolving into the 800 hotline. We would get an info hotline that people could could uh, call for information about the Magic and You Magic Show kind of thing. And then I remember we evolved later to TV spots. I would do TV spots, and in my TV spots that I would do local TV spots, what I would do is. I'll promote the way I set it up. I would do a local TV side, uh, spot. I did a, it was called the Kids Adventure Zone. Again, I, I show throwbacks on all my social media prop platforms every Thursday. You'll see a throwback. And uh, some of them are Kids Adventure Zone. And on Kids Adventure Zone, I would set it up where they would give me two spots and then it turned into three spots and I would promote my uh, services, magic services to everybody would get shows out of that. And then that evolved to last but not least, I end up having like websites. And I understood what websites and landing pages are. Even up to today, I don't see a lot of entertainers taking advantage of websites. I always tell people, especially when I do my lectures, I explain that a website is probably the cheapest employee you'll ever employ. Because it's open three, six, five, seven days a week, doesn't take any times off, and you're paying pennies on a dollar for that website and or landing page, which is a part of your website.
Now, what if I told you that all seven of those things you can now do online and or offline if you're trying to get all the money that you're trying, all your earning potential and gigs that you're trying to get. I'm about to ask you and tell you, I'm going to give you seven reasons why your marketing sucks. We are now in a new era with access to new revolutionary, innovative, and time-efficient tools, if used correctly, will ultimately separate you from your competition. Welcome to the Entertainer's Edge with Jamal Keys. How you doing? I'm the Magic Motivator, Jamal Keys, aka the Magic Comic. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some. I think I said seven reasons, but I'm gonna give you nine reasons. I'm, I'm gonna add to this. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you uh, two bonuses on this. Nine reasons why entertainers marketing sucks. Um, long goes those days where you spend all this money to market yourself and hope you, you do a whole bunch of stuff and you hope the marketing sticks. You don't want to do that anymore. You right now things are too expensive. Um, for you to do that, you need to understand and you need to focus your marketing and understand where your marketing dollars are going. Otherwise, you're going to bankrupt yourself. So today I'm going to give you, I think I, at the beginning I said seven reasons. I'm going to give you nine reasons. I'm going to give you two more bonuses. Nine reasons entertainers marketing sucks. Number one, marketing, marketing to the wrong people. I'm a firm believer that you need to know your demographic. You need to know the demographic that you sell, that you're selling your services to. You need to know what they eat, what their favorite colors are, where they like to shop at. You need to know all of this research. There's so many things out there that you could go and look deeper into your research. You need to understand your research when you get hired and you're performing somewhere. Like you need to look at what type of crowd you're performing for. You can't be everything to everybody. You just can't be everything to everybody. The, the sooner you understand that, the better your marketing will be because now you'll know how to market to your specific demographic. So number one, that's marketing to the wrong people. Number two, giving them the wrong message. I'm a family entertainer, so I'm not going to be given a message that doesn't fit for family entertainment. You won't see that. Some of you might not be family entertainers that's listening to this, and that's fine. You need to understand what message you're trying to give to them. So your headline should fit the message that you're trying to convey to your people. So number two is giving them the wrong message. Number three, asking them to do the wrong thing after you give them the message. Listen, Marketing 101 tells us that you should always have some type of call to action whenever you market to someone. If it's a call to action for them to press a thumbs up, if it's a call to action for them to leave a message down there for you, you should always have in mind of a call to action that you want them to do after you give them a message. So number three is asking them to do the wrong thing. If you give them a message, if you give them something, have them some type of call to action, have them do something after you give them the message. Number four, marketing anywhere. If you want to get bankrupt and go bankrupt as an entertainer, just try to give everybody your message. Try to get every ad known to man. Try to be on every platform known to man. Marketing anywhere is a surefire way to lose money. You want to know where you need to market, where your demographic is, so then you can market 
your specific show to that demographic. Very important. Marketing anywhere. Number five, not having a system in place. One of the worst things that you could do, and I always tell a lot of my uh, people that I do lectures with, is if your marketing works and you don't know how to follow up. You have no type of follow-up system in place. You end up getting overwhelmed and you don't even know how to uh, uh, call that person back. What do you say when you call them back? Um, not having a system in place or some type of contact system in place. You should have a system in place. And we'll talk about this later in some later uh, podcasts. But you should have how you reach out, three points of contact. How you follow up, three points of contact. Um you should have a uh, three points of contact with people after you do a, a show for them and do your service for them. You should always have systems in place uh, of always contacting and following up with your prospects. So number five is not having a systems, I would say systems in place. So let's just start with a system, but you'll end up having about three to five systems when, when we're all done with this whole thing. Number six. Stop chasing and start attracting your clients. With the right message, you'll be able to attract the right clients. When I say the right message, I'm talking about the right headline. I'm talking about the right media, the right pictures, the right video. You're going to attract the, the, the type of people that you're reaching out to. Now, here's the key to this. Let's say you're some musicians and you're a band. You might reach out to them and you might want this type of demographic, but by you, you you might it might not be a rhyme or reason you might be attracting a different type of clientele embrace that understand that and start studying that clientele if you're just starting off you might be trying to reach out to one and you for whatever reason you're attracting something else you see this in the mainstream uh there's no reason why snoop dogg can sell to people that love martha stewart there's no rhyme or reason to that that snoop dogg can sell to Martha Stewart, <laughs> people that like Martha Stewart. But the people that do that research, they figured it out. They figured out how Snoop Dogg could reach out and how he's attract, how the uh, Martha Stewart fans and um, Snoop Dogg fans, they all one type of fan. So sometimes you, you, you want to make sure that number six, stop chasing and start attracting the right people that you need to attract. Number seven, thinking you have a bigger budget than you do. It goes back to what I was talking about a little bit of uh, number four, marketing anywhere. You want to make sure that you allocate whatever money you need to allocate to that. And that's what's going to be used. Now, what that's going to do, you're going to want to spend more sometimes, but what it's going to do is going to help you with your creativity. And as an entertainer, you know, as well as I do, it's about creativity. The more creative you are, the more you're, the more you're going to build your brand. So you don't want to just throw money to a problem. You want to figure out a problem, get better at it. And don't just like number seven says, thinking you have a bigger budget than what you have. Number eight is a bonus. And number nine is a bonus. Number eight is a bonus because I just got done talking to a client of mine and I was telling a client um, number, which is number eight. What I'm going to tell you right now, don't race to the bottom. Stop racing to the bottom. 
A lot of times we look at other people and other people that we deem as competition. If you're the best version of yourself, there is no such thing as competition. Compet competition weakens you because now you're comparing your success to someone else in your town, in your region, in your state, in the country, in the world that could do what you do. So all you'll do is say, I'm doing better than that person there. But no, if you know who you are, you are going to be the best version of yourself and no one will be able to duplicate yourself. So when I say racing to the bottom, I'm talking about comparing your uh, uh, talent as an entertainer and variety artist, your talent to the other person's talent. No, don't do that. You want to find your uniqueness to yourself and you want to ride that uniqueness because no one can duplicate you. Because if they can duplicate you, there's no sense in having you because somebody else is a version of you. So I call that racing to the bottom. Always work to be the best version of yourself. And that brings me to the last one that I sort of uh, talked about before, but I'm going to reinforce this. Number nine, no follow-up system. Your follow-up system is your most important as far as your system. I talked about that you, you're going to end up with three to five systems. If you listen to this podcast, I'll be talking about different systems that you should have in place, especially right now. Um, if you want to look into longevity as an entertainer. But you must have at least one follow-up system. The follow-up system will be when you market, you want to touch that person at least two to three times. I say the magic number is five but at least two to three times. Don't just send one thing out and think that's it. You want two to three times minimum, and then you take it from there. Let's go ahead and review the nine reasons entertainers marketing sucks. The nine reasons. Number one, marketing to the wrong people. Number two, the wrong message. Number three, asking them to do the wrong thing. Number four, marketing anywhere. Number five, not having a system in place and at least a follow-up system when you first market, when you have your first point of contact with them. That's what I mean by that. We'll end up talking about other systems, but that's the one that's a necessary one. Number six, stop chasing and start attracting a client. Don't chase a client, attract them. Have something of value that you know that's valuable that you have that they want. What problem are you solving? Number seven, thinking you have a bigger budget than you do. If you want to go broke real fast, <laughs> do number seven. Think you have a bigger budget than what you have to spend. Number eight, racing to the bottom. Find your own authenticity as an entertainer. Find, always reach for your own authenticity. What makes you you? And number nine, certainly not uh, last, number nine, but certainly not the least, no follow-up plan in, in place. You have to at least have one follow-up plan in place. I'm the Magic Motivator, Jamal Keys, a.k.a. The Magic Comet. And remember, you don't get out of life what you want. You get out of life what you expect. That was The Entertainer's Edge. For more marketing tips for entertainers and speakers, visit theentertainersedge.com.